You still had difficulties. Things still was going wrong in your life and wrong in your family, wrong around you. But somehow or another, it could not stop your flame for burning. It could not stop you for telling everybody about the good news of Jesus. Yeah, your money looked funny, but you know it didn't bother you then. You were so much wrapped up in love. The flame and fire of the Holy Spirit was burning deep down. I mean, deep down in your soul. Your spirit in your mind. Night and day, it was nothing but Jesus. Just the mention of Jesus' name, something on the inside of you will begin to move around when the name was mentioned. Because the name of Jesus, brother, the flame of that name was burning deep down in your soul, spirit, and mind. The name of Jesus had caught on fire in your spirit. You had to tell somebody about Jesus. They persecuted you. It didn't bother you. You counted it a joy then for people to classify you with the Jesus freak. Oh, it names calling my God. It didn't matter. I said then. Your mom, your dad, your cousin, Bubba, all could not stop you. They tried to put your flame out, but you kept on talking about Jesus. They tried to tell you you're going crazy, but you kept on talking about Jesus. They called to tell you that it don't take all that to serve the Lord, but somehow or another, there was something burning in you, saying take more than that to serve the Lord. They constantly talk about Jesus. They tried to shut you up on the job. Nobody couldn't stop you from talking about Jesus. But now, but now, that was then, but now, Compare your life to what you would like when the flaming fire of the Holy Spirit was burning deep down in your soul, your spirit, and your mind to what your life is now. How you was a witness. The Great Commission was, a, a, was, a, was nothing but an opportunity to bring glory to God. But now, you're very seldom witness to people. There's no burning of Jesus' name. Demons coming in, taking you over. But there was a time, brother, when the devil had it tiptoed around your house. There was a time when you would hesitate to plead the blood of Jesus Christ on demons and principality. There wasn't a time that you didn't hesitate to cast out demons. You would say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan, I bound you. In the name of Jesus, I plead a blood over my family. In the name of Jesus, I bound principality and power up. But now, they push in on you, and all you do is complain and feel bad. But all 
with all that power dwelling in you but it's now not a flaming fire it's a lukewarm fire dwelling but you remember the day that you met Jesus Christ the day that you made him Lord of your life the man said oh what joy Glory that floods your heart. You were so satisfied being saved. You were so happy being saved. And you were just, it, your life demonstrated that it was something on the inside of you that was on fire. You didn't have to say anything. There was a flame coming from your energy. That represent that God was on the inside of you and he was on fire in you. You didn't have to put signs up. You were the sign at one time. You didn't have to put a Bible on your desk for everybody to know that you were saved. You were the Bible. You didn't have to go around telling everybody, you know I'm a Christian. No, you didn't have to say a word. The life that you live would demonstrate that you was a Christian. But now, they can't even tell you from the world. Why? We act just like the world. We do things just like the world. That's why a demon can come in your presence and don't even shake. You can live in a house with a demon now. And it don't even bother him. Because somehow or another, you're not a threat to him anymore. He took him a long time. But he knew sooner or later, if you didn't maintain your prayer life, maintain your walk with God, that you was going to cool off. He knew that certain situation and problem and circumstances would cool you off. If you didn't know that your God would cause all things to work for your good. Something have cooled us off. And the devil has rushed in in the church and everything goes. We used to call sin, sin, but now we call it good. Everything have changed around in your lifestyle. <laughs> Do you remember when the flame of the fire of the Holy Spirit but burning deep down in your soul, spirit, and mind. Your mind was made up to follow Jesus. Luke 9, 23. Your mind was completely made up to follow this Jesus that you have fell in love with. This Jesus that have put joy deep down in your soul. A joy that no man can explain. A joy that God given us is a spiritual joy. He said this joy, no man can take it away. At that time, nobody, no situation, no problem, no defeat, nothing could take that joy away. But now seem like anything that come up it can take your joy you're not happy anymore like you were before you call it now going through something 
But when that flame of fire was burning deep down in your body, spirit, and soul, you never mentioned the name of going through something. You was too on fire. The devil couldn't get between you and that flame. Your spirit was flaming with Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The devil couldn't find a way in. He could not penetrate that relationship. He could not penetrate that union. That's when he, every time he tried, he would run into that flame. He'll back off. And when you spot him, you would put the name of Jesus on it. You would anoint your doze. You had faith in the name of Jesus then. You have faith in the blood of Jesus then. You had faith in anointing the doors and anointing the places around you then. But now, the faith in the name of Jesus, honest to goodness, almost ceased. Faith in the blood of Jesus, very few people use it now. Well, the last time, you don't have to answer this, that you actually cast a demon out of a person. You work with them every day. Your spirit doesn't even convict them. You act like the world, you talk like the world, and you do things like the world. So they don't see any different. All you tell them, you go to church. Why can't your life tell them that you go to church? Uh, didn't you know I was a Christian and, and you cussing around me? He said, you a Christian? I didn't know that. Well, you see that my Bible on the desk. He said, I still didn't know you was a Christian. I see your Bible. But your life does not define that you know this Bible. That's why we have to give an account for God or the way that we live our life around sinners. Because you was called, this is Wednesday teaching, but I'm going to tell you that. You was called to be something. You was called to be the salt of the earth. You was called to be the light of the world. You were called to be, to make a difference on earth. You was not called to walk and act like the world because the world need us. When we accepted Jesus Christ, we signed up to work for him, to do whatever he required us to do. And winning souls is the heartbeat of Jesus Christ. That was one of the main reasons why he came down through 42 generations to redeem us. And the Bible said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, for thou hast created, and all things were and are created for thy pleasure, glory. You was we was created for God's pleasure, created for God's glory. We were not created to bring glory to the devil. He do not, he do not deserve anything. 
that we can give him. But yet he's getting more glory than God out of your life. Your mind was made up to follow Jesus. You meant to follow Jesus. Whatever anybody asked you to do, as long as Jesus was involved, I'm in on it. What's going on? Count on me. I'll be there. But now, I think about it. I have, I'm not led. God hasn't dealt with me yet. But when you was on flame, the fire of the Holy Spirit was burning deep down in your soul, spirit, and mind. You never mention the word, I have to think about it. I'm not led. All you know, it was a work going on to bring glory to God. Yes. Count me in. Uh, let's read verse Luke 9, 23. says, And he said to them all. Before you read that, let me say this. Luke 9, 23 was, was your daily bread. This is, was, this is my daily bread. Oh, God, to follow him. Wherever he lead me, thy God, I will follow you. Because of what you've done for me, Lord. You called me out of darkness. You delivered me from alcohol. You delivered me from drugs. You delivered me from death. Lord, whatever you require of me, I will do. Wherever you lead me, dear God, I will follow. Because when I think about all you've done for me, all the Bible says, all the mercy that you've shown me, God, what can I do to serve you and show you gratitude for what you've done for me? And you know, we said, if it had not been, for the Lord, where would I be? If God had not came into my life in the nick of time, I was headed for destruction. But God, who was rich in mercy, wherewith he loved me while I was yet dead in sin, he called me out, not to serve him. You are, we are saved to serve God. Who are his servants? Not this lip talk, but action service. <sighs> Jesus is right. Now, what I'm teaching today, and no doubt in my mind, every person in here are guilty of some of this. The whole church, including the person that's teaching, because I found out one thing. I know that the Holy Spirit was sent to teach through us all. So it's not I that teaching. I'm just the vessel that it uses. But it's the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. Because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what God's people need. We need to be set on fire again. We need to burn, burn with sweating souls again. We need to burn about the things of God again. You know why? God is soon to come. Now, God in this Bible, the Bible said, many in that day going to stand before me and say, Lord, 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 have not done this and that in your name. God said, I will confess unto you, I never knew you. You was never committed to me. 
You was half-hearted committed, always making promise that you never keep. When my word convicts you, you never change. My word hammered on your head Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and you walk out the church the same way you came in. You knew the truth, but you enjoyed your flesh and your lifestyle more than obeying my lifestyle. For my lifestyle was not pleasing to your flesh. We're going to get to that. And there's a reason why so many people going back to fleshly activity now. That's a good sign that you're not doing any spiritual activity either. That's why you become complacent serving God, because you're not serving God. You're just sitting still doing nothing. You're not out there winning souls, praying for people, doing all the things that can keep your joy going. Because when you was on fire with God, you was doing something for the Lord. But when you cease, the flame went out. Oh, we know how to have church. Everybody know how to carry on and put on a front. God, you know why I know we know how to do this? And God is in the Bible. God said, these people, don't let them fool you. They worship me with their lips. Tell me all swelling sweet things about me. He said, but the lips doesn't bother me, and the words that they're saying doesn't bother me because I see their hearts. Their heart is so far away from me. So what they are saying, you look at, oh, how they love the Lord. God, mm-mm. You just see flesh. Oh, they just see the beat. God, mm-mm. You see that heart. That heart is full of evil. Oh, they're so nice. They're so quiet. God, mm-mm. Oh, no. See, your outward appearance does not dictate who you are on the inside. You know, I said, I walk so... She's so holy. Look at it. See, this barely the holy dripping on. No, that's hell dripping. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Let's read. Verse 23. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, and follow me. And you said, yes, Lord. I will deny myself daily. I will take up my cross daily and follow you. For a season, that's what you should have said. Oh. God set a condition to follow me. You have to first deny yourself. You know, we denied ourselves when we was on fire for the Lord. But now, are you denying yourself daily? Are you picking up your cross daily? What are you doing now? Are you denying yourself uh, of things that, that, that the world is doing to bring glory and honor to God? Are you denying yourself now from talking and criticizing people? Are you denying yourself now for being a busybody in the church? I, I was answering them Wednesday night. I, when I said Wednesday night, it, it, it's a lukewarm heart 
we all have lukewarm in certain areas of our life. But a lukewarm heart will poison someone else's mind. If a lukewarm person have a problem with you or anybody else, telling them, taking it to the Lord and praying about it, they'll go poison your mind, your mind. And you, I was all right with you. But somebody just poured some venom into your head about me. Now I give you a thought that you have to rush a tougher with and you have to struggle with because somebody then told you something and now you got to figure out whether it's true or not. A lukewarm person is not a good Christian. Anytime Christian, we are one in the body of Christ. We was called by God to walk in love, to love one another, to pray ye for one another. Sure, we have our discipline in the body of Christ, but we shouldn't go around trying to pause everybody in the church because you mad with somebody else. I believe that's one of the worst Christians that can ever walk on the face of this earth, that you think nothing about your brother, your sister in the Lord, to go to them and pause in, your mind, pause in their mind. What you want them to do? I just want them, what? what is the purpose? I want them to think about you the way I think about you, the way I feel about you. So I want to pause in somebody else's mind and get everybody on my side against you. God said, that fool. Hadn't not you read in your Bible? That pray ye one for another that you all may be here. That judge ye not. Why are you, why do we allow our head to become a garbage collective to people problem against someone else? Really, I made up my mind. I, I, I pray too long to get junk out of my head. I declare you're not going to come and take 10 hours of praying and one minute you fill my head with junk again. We need to stop people from filling your head with junk because you're on a, a destiny and you have a plan. You can't be serving God and want to trust God and now all of a sudden you have bad thoughts about somebody else that you didn't have before just because someone else have a problem. They made their problem your problem. And you so lukewarm, you can't tell them, wait a minute, that's your sister, that's your brother. We need to talk and pray to God about it. What, what's your purpose of telling me? For you to think hard about that person. You're not telling them to bring glory to God about them. I don't want you to think that way. I want you to think that they're a bad person and that they have mistreated me. So I want you to get that feeling. So when you see them, just barely speak to them. Because see, when that person see you now, what you call it told me? Now you're getting in trouble with God. You was all right with God, but now someone planted a seed on you. And now that seed tried to germinate and grow against that person. That person is innocent. But have you ever thought the person that's bringing you bad news about someone else, what's going on in your life? Because you know, so when people bring you bad news, they don't tell at all. They don't tell about themselves. They only want you to know the bad news about somebody else. And we, we I mean, we, we're so gullible, we don't even think that way. Now, if you're telling me about somebody else, what, what have you done? Well, I haven't done nothing. Oh, no, yeah, something brought you to this point to disobey God. It had to have been something awful. 
often happen, also happen for you to disobey God. God said, pray ye one for another, but you're bringing bad news to me. Hello? I just want to stop you from being a garbage collector. God knows we have enough in our life without bringing in somebody else garbage. Because yeah. <laughs> I was telling them Wednesday night, I know at the first of the year, I used to fast the whole month of January, right? And every, at the end, my niece would always call me talking about something in the family. And I would listen. And I would listen. So the third year, I said, wait a minute. God said, you spent all this time missing meal, sat before me, one phone call in 20 minutes took you all the way back. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Yes. I said, okay. She called me again. Uh-huh. I'm ready for it this ready time. And sure enough, she called. I said, I don't want to hear nothing about my family, about Bubba, about my brother, about my, I, just get off my phone. She said, I, I, I just would try. I don't want to hear it. I'm, uh-uh, you messed me up too many times. The Bible said what? Protect your Spirit, because out of your spirit flows. That's why you should take, protect yourself. God said to me one time, you're not protecting your spirit like you should. Because when garbage come in, you want to trust God, you're going to run into that garbage. Then you're going to find God, that person done dumped all this garbage on me, and I'm trying to believe the Lord. And I, every time I want to trust God, God bringing up what I said about this person because somebody else told me I didn't know nothing about this person. They just came and told me because they had a problem. I just want to fix up the garbage truck. So when it come past your house, say, Garbage! Pull your shape down. Lock the door. <laughs> Keep on rolling. I'm on a mission for God. So you'll be surprised. All these little things weaken your faith. Okay, we all guilty, so it's not no one person. The whole church called that's a glamour. And it's a classic in the church. But God knows it's need to cease in the church. We want the power of God's spirit, his healing power, his anointing power to dwell among us in this church. And it comes from the people. You're not going to be perfect people, but some of the things we just need to stop doing. Stop poisoning people's mind. Okay, Lord, let me move on. Well... You know what? The Holy Spirit just said you told me whatever you wanted me to say, however I want you to say, you were said. He said, I'm saying that's what you told me this morning. <laughs> Thank you, God. The Bible said the Holy, Holy Spirit would bang things to what? Yo, remember, he reminded me. Then you said to me this morning that whatever you, I wanted you to say, you're not going to worry about nobody's face today. You're just going to say it, right? Because you're helping the people. Yes, See, if I do. Because got three things that as leaders standing in this pulpit supposed to do. That is, reprove the people. Second thing is, rebuke the people. 
Third thing is exalt the people. Instant in season and out of season. We all need it. Oh, do you remember? Back down memory land again. Do you remember when problem and situation could not stop you from following Jesus? And some people, when you had kids, you had them out there. Uh-uh. Bring them on out. Wrap them up. Bring them out. Care how cold it get outside. And I, I mean, I can't. I can just talk about myself, and you're not better. So your example will be different from my example. But when I had Willie, I didn't care. Pastor wasn't the pastor then. He used to call me. Nah, nah, I, I did not care. God didn't give me this son to keep me home from going to church. Going to church. It will be freezing outside. Ask him. I'll wrap him up, take him to church. He never got a cold. He never got sick. I did not care because he was not going to come between me and my God. Amen. God knew it was cold. The Holy Spirit knew it was cold. There wasn't no cue for me to stay home because it's too cold. When I was out in the world, they had a party at the nightclub. I noticed it was not too cold. Now you take that child to a babysitter. Knees on down. Party! Yeah. <laughs> you remember those days? You would take, he didn't have a car, but you would take four or five different buses to get to where you want to go. But now, I don't have any transportation to get to church. I would come. Well, then the bus still running. Take the bus up here and get off the bus. Okay. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Do you remember the joy that flood your soul, spirit, and mind when you receive Jesus Christ into your life? Brother, let's relive the moment, the second that you receive Jesus Christ into your life. What a joy that came into your spirit. People could cuss you out. You still, <laughs> praise the Lord, that's all right. <laughs> you can walk up on people talking about you, that wouldn't even bother you. Yeah, they didn't say a word. But now, <laughs> oh, if somebody cuss you out, they might get something now. <laughs> you notice the difference? The fire made the difference. Do you remember, okay, how you witnessed the Great Commission was your daily bread? You wanted everybody to know about Jesus. Let me get to you follow Jesus daily. When the flame of the fire was burning deep down into your soul, nothing could stop you. Nothing could discourage you. Nothing, nothing at all. You was on fire for the Lord. You follow after the things that please God. But now, 
You follow after the things that please the flesh. I want to get on the second side. So let me uh, get on to the... Um, Mom used to cast out devils, but now you know that the devil is running wild. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, reveal God's warning and judgment on lukewarm Christian. Lukewarm Christian. Lukewarm. Well, it's in the Bible, so we must have some lukewarm Christian. <laughs> he said, I know something about you now. God said, I, I've been with you from the day that you received me. Right. Now I see something different in your life. I know your works now. Not like it used to be. What he says, I. Verse 15. I know thy works. That thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. Now let me talk about that before he go to the next one. God said, I know what you were doing then, what you were doing then, and I know what you are doing now. And now you are neither cold nor hot. He said, I, I, it would be better if you were cold or hot. You know why? Because a warm person don't think they need to be on fire. Because you can still feel the spirit of God. A warm person will come to church and sit in the church Sunday after Sunday, listen to the word. The word will convict them. They leave the same. That's a warm Christian. A warm Christian head sometimes is like this, like a brick. The word of God cannot penetrate you. You know the truth, but you fail to do the truth. And every time you fail not to do the truth, it becomes sin to you. Just remember that. The Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and doeth not, to him is sin. That's big. A lot of things that we know that we should do, which is good, but we do that is not. God said, it's sin to you. I can understand why we are not seeing the power and anointing of God that is in this power in our life. Sin. You know you shouldn't be talking about people, criticizing people, but you still do it. It's in your Bible, Matthew 7 and 1. said, judge not that you may not be judged. Criticize not, fault find not. You know that's in your Bible, but you still fault find. You still choose to disobey God and take a chance of him overlooking you. You take that chance with your spirit. You rather enjoy judging and criticizing people than obeying God. God said to you, it's sin. And my Lord is right. I know that I'm get, at the end of this service, believe me, the fire of God is here. The spirit of God is here. He always be in our midst. Because the Bible declares that when two or more are come together collectively, the Lord is in our midst. So we don't have to try to holler him down, shout him down. The man is here. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is in our midst. I said. So then, verse 16. So then, because thou art lukewarm mm. 
and neither cold nor hot. I will spew thee out of my mouth. See, that's why he said, you're not neither one. He said, it would be better for, for, uh, better for me to judge you if you was hot or cold. But you're not neither one. You used to be. If you can be lukewarm, you had to have been hot sometime in order to become lukewarm. Lukewarm means that you are not on fire. The flaming fire of the Holy Spirit no longer burn deep down in your soul, spirit, and mind. My God, compare your lifestyle now to your life when you was on fire for the Lord. Come on now. Where you going tonight? I'm going to church. Where you going? I'm going to Sunday school. Ella Brown teaching. I, got, I need all the Jesus I can get. You remember that? I need it all. I need everything. I need Sunday school. I need Wednesday night. I need Friday. I need everything. Now, what do you need? I don't need nothing, lukewarm Christian, but one service. Why couldn't one service hold you then? No, you felt like I need more. And you start getting more, and you stop, and you decrease. God, if we can maintain that walk when we first got saved, could you imagine where you will be in Christ now? We could have maintained. We could have maintained. When you walk past people, they will get healed. When you walk up on your job, your spirit will be flowing with so much energy of God, people couldn't even come around you. Everybody on your job would have to bow their knees. If we would have maintained that flame burning deep down in our soul, Cause see, something about the fire when it's burning. I know we went on a retreat for three days, and we sat under the glory of God. And the ladies were telling me when they walked in the store, they walked past people, they would start following them. Something about you when you walk past me. It was that glory. But if we can maintain, and we can. It ain't not out of reach, because why would God tell us to be on fire? Okay. When the fire of the Holy Spirit, lukewarm, produce, produces, lukewarm Christian. Lukewarm Christian, worship and lifestyle changes. Compare your lifestyle now with your lifestyle when you was on fire for the Lord. What are you doing now? Some of us had God, honest to goodness, God said to me, actually, some of us have backslidden, backsliding in the church with your lifestyle. This is serious business, folks. Honest to goodness, I was saying it's time for the church to get right because we are soon going home. But why live a miserable life on earth? And you just might not make it in with your lifestyle. This thing, you think that God's going to accept your lifestyle in heaven, that once you go to heaven, everything is a clean mark. Now, how can God say, the way that you live, when I call you up, that's how you're going to be judged? The lifestyle. Oh, I want to get this in. Oh, our lifestyle changed. The Bible said in Romans 12 and 1, 
and uh, 2. We're just not going to read the whole thing for time. We'll read verse 2. He said, and be not conformed to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look at your lifestyle. We lukewarm Christian will conform to the things of the world. You act just like the world now. You act just like the world. You drink, you dance, you party, you do all these things just like the world. You say, well, Dr. Batty, it's nothing wrong with a person dancing with their husband. Now, God said to him, ask you this. I'm at a party that a Christian is giving. I'm singer, okay? Five other girl ladies with me, they're a singer too. Four or five people, they're married. Four or five singer men are there. They're going to sit there and watch you and your husband just dance and dance. What you doing to them? Dance. Now, if it's okay, since you want to live like the world, when we used to have parties, we could change partner. So now, if you out there just dancing, Venice Thompson, you and Sister Thompson, just slow dragging, and somebody come and touch Sister Thompson, say, uh, I want to butt in. Would you let them butt in like the world? Let them butt in? So you think there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> you let see, now you see now you want to get all sanctified. Now, if I'm out there just dancing or out there uh, uh, dancing and slow dragging, and somebody come in and touch the pastor and said, uh, can I have this next dance with Doc? <laughs> now, since there's nothing, I'm showing you what's wrong with it. If it's okay, the next time you have a party, allow the single girl to dance with your husband and wife. Let them rub belly, dip them down, and all that stuff. You sat there. Don't say a word. Well, you know, God has accepted that. Now, it's okay. But it's okay. Let me have your husband on the floor. No, if you said it's okay. But why it's okay for husband and wife and humiliate the, humiliate the rest of the girls sitting out there with no man? Don't even have compassion for them. So the next time, I know you Christian think it's okay. See, God said a lukewarm Christian would always try to update God. He said, I'm the Lord thy God, I change this not. If it was wrong then, it's wrong now. How in the world can we get to the, God, he did, he said, lukewarm Christian would always try to update me. Change my way. I said, be ye holy in all matters of conversation. Holiness without no man to see the Lord in your action and what you do. You bring glory to me. But now, Christian tried to update. It's okay to drink. It's okay to date. You got to update. How can I update? Read in your Bible. The Bible says it's wrong. Well, what did, okay, if God called you out of the nightclub, now you're creating a Christian nightclub. You're going to say it's okay. See, but when you was on fire, you didn't dance, do all that stuff you're doing now. Just think about it. You would call them sinners. Need to get your life right, dancing and drinking and, and all that. That's wrong. But now you say it's okay. God said the day will come. When people will call what, ministry? Good, evil, and evil, good. 
the day is here. Father, I know we don't have much time. I want you to read this uh, for me real quick. It's a long. First Timothy 4, verse 1 through 4. Verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Verse 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Verse 3, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Verse four, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused okay. if it be received with thanksgiving. It's the, is that Second Corinthians chapter four? No, I mean, uh, Second Timothy chapter four. Second, I know, but something going on here a little different now. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Go ahead, this is it. Two, preach the word. Be instant in season out of season, reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Verse 3. For the time will come. For what? For the time will come. When the time is here. When they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Now say what they're doing. They're going to each other in the church and asking, now, I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's wrong. Going to somebody and one else to agree with what the pastor teach. And they said, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Well, you are not the preacher. God is holding us accountable for what we teach you. Yes. Yes. I, I don't understand it. That I got to give an account. And I said, wait, how you put that kind of burden on the pleader? He said, if you refuse to tell them, then the blood going to be on your hand. He said, I don't care how they get upset, what go down, you preach the word. You cut, you sharp, whatever. I know one thing, when you stand before God, he won't say they would have changed, but you was afraid of their face and you didn't want them to get upset. Not Dr. Batty and not Pastor Swinney. I care too much for your soul. Versus your flesh. I refuse to do my job. I got to stand before God and give an account. But it's up to you to change. But I'm telling you, it's wrong. Go ahead. Verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And she'll be turned into fables. Verse 5. But watch thou in all things. 
endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof, True proof. of that ministry. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. The flame and fire of the Holy Spirit. to light the fire again in your heart you know you know your lifestyle you know we are one in the body of Christ we all want to go to heaven and my job is to teach you show you the way ask you it's up to you, but if you want to be set on fire again like you used to be burning for the Lord, it's just the simplest coming up, asking the Lord to light that fire in you again. Set your heart on fire.